Welcome to episode number 31 of Talking Mopars and the third episode for Listener Appreciation Week. We're doing the same thing that we've been doing for the past two episodes for Listener Appreciation Week, and that's having Project Car of the Day, high-performance parts, listener stories, and today's episode, we're going back to Scat City. This time, we're going for a ride in a 1970 Challenger RT with Big Daddy Don Garlitz. So without further ado, if you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth, and I'm your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter, and this is Talking Mopars. You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Welcome back, Mopar enthusiasts, for the third episode for Listener Appreciation Week. Before we let the good times roll, I just wanted to remind you that I am launching an online store on Friday, which will have all sorts of Talking Mopars gear that you can purchase to help support the show. There's going to be all sorts of cool swag, t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, long sleeves for guys, gals, and even the little Mopar addicts in your life. We're even going to have some stickers for your toolbox, for your cars, for your trucks, whatever you want to do with them. I don't know, people plaster stickers all over everything. Do whatever you want with those stickers, folks. But ordering products is a great way to support the show while getting something really cool in return. I'm really excited about the store and for this show. So, with that being said, let's get this show on the road. Today's Project Car of the Day was posted on the Mopar Hunter Facebook page Tuesday, May 26th at 12 p.m. Here is the ad. 1972 Dodge Dart Swinger, $2,900. Price is firm on this 48-year-old car that runs and drives. The engine starts and runs smooth. I am not 100% sure on the history of the engine. Original rebuilds internal components. 318 5.2-liter engine with Edelbrock Performer intake manifold, Holly 600 CFM 4160 carburetor with manual choke, viscous fan, dual exhaust with summit mufflers, the transmission leaks if not driven regularly, 3-speed automatic transmission with no issue shifting, I do have a Transgo TF2 shift kit that I never installed, rear shocks are air but have a slow leak, radio was removed and replaced with a tape player before I owned it, neither are connected, CD player was added under dash and is connected to two sun-damaged 6x9 speakers in the rear. Front speakers under dash weren't hooked up. The dash is cracked and most likely wouldn't permit reinstallation. Windshield started leaking within the past year or so and ruined the front carpet. I tore out the front section of carpet so that I could keep the floor as dry as possible. Windshield has one repair the size of a coin. All other glass is intact. Very recently, the rear window started leaking into trunk. Driver's side rear window doesn't roll down. Some trim is not installed on hood and right rear. I have those pieces in the trunk. Heat and fan works, no air conditioning. The car shows impact damage that can be seen on the passenger side inner fender. It was repaired before I purchased it. I've had the car for almost 20 years and used it as a daily driver off and on. It drives comfortably with a few rattles that could probably easily be tightened up. I have the build sheet on file. Cash only. Test drives with cash in hand. Mopar. Condition and title status are both listed as salvage. Alright folks, so what we have here is a ratty Mopar that runs and drives. One of my favorite things on this earth. So... It needs a little bit of work. It's got some surface rust on the floor pans. The dash pad is cracked. The seat's a little tore up. But, you know, what do you expect from a car that's 48 years old? The paint is oxidized. It's got a little bit of cancer starting to bubble up in the quarters. But 
overall, this car is pretty solid for what it is. And for $2,900, it's really hard to find something that runs and drives that you can tinker with for, you know, a couple grand. That's not really that bad of a price. But the one thing, the elephant in the room, and we're not talking about a Hemi, is that it is a salvage title. Now, here's my position on this. You take a look at the car. If it's something that you're interested in, you know, get underneath it, take a good look, make sure it's not too twisted. Apparently, there's still some evidence of the accident inside the engine bay, which I would look at that inner fender that he's talking about and just get a better idea of maybe how hard the impact was. And the best thing to do is just get underneath the car and take a look at everything underneath there. Make sure nothing looks too tweaked. But, you know, if this is just a ratty beater, who really cares? You know, as long as it drives straight and, you know, isn't too crazy as far as while you're driving it, it doesn't, you know, pull violently to the right or anything like that. Nothing that would cause too much of a concern. I think this isn't a bad deal for a starter Mopar. It would be a great little project. It's already got a V8 in it. You know, it's a little 318, but you can still have fun with the 318. Um, a really good start to a running and driving Mopar project. So if it was me, I would pick it up, have a little fun with it, tweak it a little bit, and, you know, fix it as I go. You know, this car isn't the type of car that you would want to invest, you know, tens of thousands of dollars into to get perfect. This is the type of car that you would just, sometimes you just need a beater to beat on. And this would be perfect for that. It would be great. You know, it's got a little 318 in it. You can have some fun with the 318. Who said you can't? I'm trying to have some fun with the 318 in my dart. So I guess we'll see how that goes. But he doesn't know the exact history on the engine. That's okay. 318s are a dime a dozen. So if anything goes crazy, you can buy another one for a couple hundred bucks. Or maybe you score a free one like I did. But I think this car is a good starter project for somebody that maybe wants to dip their toe into the Mopar world. Sometimes people ask me what's a good starter Mopar. And I always point in the direction of an A-body for obvious reasons. There were so many of them made. Parts are pretty readily available. They're not as hard to find as E-bodies or B-bodies. And the parts seem to be a little bit more reasonable price-wise. And, you know, this car is a bare-bones dart. You know, it's dark green. It's got green interior. It uh, isn't going to win any beauty contests. Let me just say that. But it has that ratty look that I like. And I am an advocate for cars that run and drive that are in project states. So, in my opinion, this would be a great car for somebody to start with. You're not going to make a killing on it. This isn't a Barrett-Jackson car. This isn't one of those flipper cars. But, you know, if you dipped your toe in and you don't like the way that water feels, sell the car. But I think this is a great project. And, you know, I wouldn't be too worried about the whole salvage title thing. Um, if the car checks out straight, hey, it's, <laughs> it's nearly 50 years old take a good look at it. Make sure there's no serious damage. You know, you can tell a lot by getting underneath a car and just taking a look around. Just by taking a look at the structure of the car, you can tell if the structural integrity has been compromised just by getting underneath the thing and looking around. So that's what I would suggest. $2,900. Would I pay $2,900? It depends on the situation, but yes, usually if I feature a car on Talking Mopars for Project Car of the Week, or in this case, Project Car of the Day, it's probably something that I would buy. I'm going to go ahead and stand behind this car as a decent buy. You know, is it a crazy deal? Nah. Is it a good deal? Sure. I mean, it runs and drives. If you're just looking for a beater ratty Mopar to drive around for cheap that runs and drives, this is it. 
You know, a car like this would be perfect. So does it need some love? Yes, a lot. Is it going to be one of those investment cars I talk about a lot when you spend a lot of money on a Mopar, but you look 20 years ahead and you go, okay, I'll probably make some money on this thing if I had to flip it. No, this car is not that, but it's a good place to start. And hey, when it comes to cars, you're not going anywhere if the thing don't start. So this is a good one to go with. I would say, you know, try to get it for two grand. <laughs> he wants 2,900 and he's firm on the price, but try to get it for two grand. I think if you could get this thing for 2,500 and now look, I'm kind of comparing this to how much I spent on my dart. I spent 1500 bucks for a rolling shell basically. So this one at least runs and drives. So you're ahead of the game. If I could go back and let's just say that when I found my dart, it was a running and driving dart for not 1500 that I bought it for, but let's say it was three grand. Would that be a good deal in my eyes? Would I have bought that car for $3,000 if it ran and drove? Absolutely. <laughs> Hands down, absolutely. So that's why I say this isn't a bad deal, okay? I have well over $3,000 into my Dart, and the thing isn't even driving yet. It's not even complete. So that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. Somebody needs to pick up this Dart and maybe not save it, but enjoy it. Have some fun. I say go for it. No Mopar left behind. This week's high-performance part is not even a real car, but it is based on one of the most famous Mopars of all time, and the car was animated by Pixar from the movie Cars. And the car we're talking about is the King Strip Weathers. The car was entirely inspired by the 1970 Plymouth Superbird painted in Petty Blue driven by none other than the King himself, Richard Petty. Now, if you haven't seen any of these movies, they're fun. If you have kids, I, I have a daughter, and I cannot wait to show her the movie Cars. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to go ahead and start her on that this weekend. I think we're watching Cars, so that'll be really fun. I'm a huge fan of Strip Weathers, and you know what? I don't have a Strip Weathers die cast right now, and that bothers me because I want my daughter to have Strip Weathers. So now I'm going to go on eBay or Amazon after this podcast and see if I can find her one because her birthday's coming up. And I think that would be really fun. So the high performance part for today's episode is the King Strip Weathers from the movie Cars. All right, folks, on yesterday's episode for listener stories, Brent Jackson sent in his story about his 74 Challenger. And I said that he had part two to that story, which he does. But he also sent me a voice message clarifying some things that I wanted to know about that Challenger. So instead of reading his second story that he submitted, I'm going to play his voicemail today and then we'll get into his second story tomorrow. So here is Brent's response to the comment that I made about hoping that he wasn't raked over the coals and that he got the car for a good deal. So take her away, Brent. Hey, Chris, it's Brent with the uh, 74 uh, Dodge Challenger. I just wanted to um, answer your um, question about uh, how much did I pay for the car. So, uh, long story short, when the guy had left the car out there, uh, so so uh, essentially the car is uh, abandoned property. So, in the state of uh, Nebraska, um, it has to go through a local. Um, auction if it needs to and then uh and then from there if the value of it is 
uh, above a grand, then it has to go through the, uh, through the, uh, auction. So, um, so we were saying, Hey, how do you, uh, value a car that is below, you know, that's a, a, a rolling chassis 74, uh, um, e-body. So we just said, you know what? Uh, I, I wonder if there's something in the car. Well, in the car was a pile of the uh, interior stuff, and uh, above that pile was the signed uh, original bill of sale. And the guy who left the car had sold the car for about six hundred bucks. And so we thought, hey, you know, add a couple, uh, two more bills to it, and uh, it's still below a grand. Um, I didn't want to put it on a local uh, auction because I knew that it would sell within uh, a second. So uh, we went over and we said, "Hey, the car's worth uh, eight hundred bucks. It's two two hundred more than the uh, original uh, bill of the of the uh, bill of sale." And um, so, yeah, uh, to to answer your question, uh, I got that seventy four. Uh, uh, challenger for, uh, $800. So definitely, uh, a good, a good buy and, you know, definitely, uh, lucky to have it. Um, you can play this, uh, voicemail on the show. Uh, you know, doesn't matter to me, but, uh, yeah. Hey, thanks. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for answering the call and, uh, we'll go from there. Thanks, Chris. See you, bud. Hey, Brent, thanks for sending in that follow-up voicemail. That is amazing that you got that car for 800 bucks. Man, I look at piles for 2500 So it's, you know, an e-body for, you know, that kind of money. Hundreds of dollars versus thousands is just remarkable. So congratulations on that score, dude. Right place, right time. I hope that someday I can find an abandoned vehicle that... Uh, is ridiculously cheap that would be a dream of mine but for some reason up here in the northwest you don't get too many of those thanks again brent for sending in the voice message i'm going to tell your second story tomorrow so look forward to that and you know i still can't get over it every time i hear somebody getting a crazy deal on a mopar hundreds of dollars that's insane to me and you know if, if you're listening to this show out there and you have a story about getting a mopar for hundreds of dollars versus thousands, send them in. I want to hear them. You can reach me at chris at talkingmopars.com or you can leave a voice message just like Brent did at 209-28-MOPAR. That was Listener Stories. Don Garlitz tests the Challenger RT and says it's triple tough. Don Big Daddy Garlitz, king of the dragsters has driven his Dodge Hemi-powered fuel-burning rail to just about every national record and championship in the books. He is truly one of the all-time greats in American automotive competition. Now Dodge has gone and done the real thing, built the pony car of all pony cars. They watched the whole pony car thing develop, then built their own super-tough version, the Challenger RT. Compact like a dart, wide like a charger, just the right size for anyone who likes his own personalized backyard bomb. Dodge should sell a million of them, Challenger and especially Challenger RT are young people's cars with young person's price tags. The standard RT Magnum is the 383 cubic inch Magnum V8, and you can go from there to 440 Magnum and 426 Hemi if you want more zap. What turned me on is the turning radius. It's really tight, which means you get a taut handling package in the stock Challenger. 
Another thing I like is the return to the gauges. You know, gas, oil, pressure, amps. No warning lights, but true calibrated gauges on the Challenger RT. Dodge told me that the Challenger RT comes in three body styles. Two-door hardtop, SE hardtop, and convertible. There's loads of options, including a four-speed full synchro transmission and three-speed torque flight automatic with stick shift. And the new colors are something else. Really wild. The one I drove is Go Mango. Fantastic performance. If I ever leave dragsters, you can be sure I'll run a Superstock Challenger RT. If you want to see what Dodge did to pony cars, stop by your Dodge dealers and give the Scat Pack Challenger a test drive. You can challenge the world with Challenger RT. That is what Big Daddy Don Garlitz had to say about the 1970 Challenger RT. The Challenger RT that Don Garlitz test drove had a 383 pushing out 335 bhp at 5200 rpm and 425 pound-feet of torque at 3400 rpm. What a fun car to test drive and what a guy to test drive it. Getting a guy that is used to going in a quarter mile at breakneck hemi speeds to road and track test a 70 Challenger RT, what a good move. And I think I think all three of these guys have been really genuine in their assessment of these vehicles. So it sounds to me like none of them have not had fun yet. And, you know, this little journey into Scat City has been really fun. I can't wait till tomorrow's episode. Tomorrow we get to see what Don White says about the 1970 Charger RT. So we'll see you again in Scat City tomorrow. That's all, folks. I hope you enjoyed our little visit to Scat City again today. Thank you for joining me. For more information about this show, please visit TalkingMopars.com. And don't forget, you can send me your stories, questions, comments, complaints, suggestions, and everything else you can think of to Chris at TalkingMopars.com. Or you can leave me a voice message on my voice mailbox number, which is 209-28-MOPAR, to hear yourself on the show. And remember, on Friday, we're launching the Talking Mopar store where you can get all sorts of cool swag, t-shirts, stickers, sweatshirts, hoodies, all sorts of fun stuff. And we have it for everybody, the whole family, from big to little. So get ready for that. I may also have a special discount code for you guys for listening to the show. So if you want to help support the show and get some cool stuff at the same time, be on the lookout Friday for the launch of the store. That's it, folks. Until we talk again tomorrow, I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopars. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.